0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Today's episode is presented by PodGo. PodGo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add thinking outside the boombox in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Let's start the show. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Sunday, November 7th, and this is the first episode of the fourth and final season of Thinking Outside the Boombox. It's the final season, so you know I had to bring the air horns back. (laughs) Um if you if you peeped the trailer then you you heard that this is going to be the last season of thinking outside the boombox. Um I think it has been an amazing run. This is episode 201 and that in itself is insane to me. Um but I think it was time and I think that um You know, I'm going to be able to channel everything I was doing here into some other really cool uh, creative passions, more on that to come. But, you know, don't worry about all of that because Thinking Outside the Boombox isn't gone yet. This is the final season and I have got so much content for you before, you know, we pack things up in like six months that, you know, you're not even going to think about the fact that this is the final season for a very long time a lot going on so this week's episode um because it is november uh it is hip-hop history month uh the senate passed a a resolution unanimously which was surprising um that november was going to be recognized as hip-hop history month so every Week in November, I am going to be discussing a different decade in hip hop's history, from the 70s all the way to the 2000s. So, in the dig deeper, excuse me. So, in the dig deeper segment for this week, I'm going to be discussing the 70s. Um, but before I do all that, of course, I'm going to give you a song of the week. I'm going to do the press play segment where I talk about all of the. The most important hip hop and r and b news um that I've missed since the last episode, I know it's been a few weeks, but I am back now, and I've got a lot of dope content for you all now, just some house cleaning um the episodes for the most part um will still be weekly, but occasionally there's going to be some lags. So it's it's not going to be every single week, but you know, for the month of November, I'm going to be with an episode every week. But then, you know, I think I might be taking like a week break and then I'm coming back with more stuff. So it's not going to be weekly very consistently, but from now until like six months from now, you know, there's a lot of dope content coming, like probably like 20 to 25 episodes worth of content. So we're going out with a bang. We're ending strong. I'm very excited for everything that is to come. Um, the podcast newsletter. Everything, all the links that I, or all of the like music videos or songs and performances that I talk about in the episode, you're going to want links to those. You're going to be like, yo, that's dope that you're talking about this song, but like, where can I find this song? And I got you. I got you. The podcast newsletter has the links to every single thing that I talk about in the episode. If you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, Right on the homepage, there's a place where you can enter your email, boom, you're going to get the podcast newsletter in your inbox every single uh, time there's an episode. Or if you don't want to sign up for the mailing list, go to the newsletter tab at thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com and all of the podcast newsletters are listed there. So without any further ado, let's jump into the song of the week. So I wanted to tie the song of the week into the hip hop history. So, you know, August, I believe it's uh, August 11th, 1973, is like uh, commonly recognized as like the day that hip hop was born. So I wanted to look and find, you know, an R&B song that was released the same year as hip hop's founding. Um. I don't think I looked for the same month because that, that would be a little bit too difficult, but I wanted to find a song that was released in the same year as hip hop. And so the song of the week is by Cool and the Gang, and it is a song that I'm sure you all know, and it's called Jungle Boogie. You know, this song was released in November of 1973, so, you know, a few months after hip hop's founding, and it's one of the funkiest songs you you've ever heard you know that jungle buggy like it's iconic it really is cooling gang destroyed this song and it was a pretty successful song too um it reached number four on the charts Uh billboard ranked it as the number 12 song of 1974 despite there being like a bunch of songs like, like 30 or something songs that made it to number one that same year. This song reached number four, and they were like, nah, this is one of the most important songs of that year. Um, it's just like, it really it really personifies funk. Like, if you ask somebody to to name, like, 10 funk songs, like, it wouldn't be long before they got to Jungle Boogie. It's an in- incredible song. It makes you want to dance. Not only is, like, the, the vocal... Part of it classic but even like the the instrumentation of it like alone you could just play the instrumentation and people are automatically going to connect and and recognize this song so um jungle boogie by cool and the gang a song that came out the same year as hip-hop's um hip-hop's founding um and that is the song of the week so let's jump right into the press play segment welcome back to thinking outside the Boombox. box it is now time for the press play segment the press play segment is typically divided into three portions things that you should check out rumor mill in the announcements and the upcoming and recently released albums Let's start with things that you should check out. These are, you know, new music videos, songs, performances that have happened since the last episode that I think are worth your time. So let's start with Big Sean's L.A. Leakers Freestyle. Um, you know, Big Sean has been in the news lot lately because he released a new EP with Hit Boy called, um, what was it called? What You Expect? It was an EP um he left good music uh kanye went on the drink chance podcast and said signing big sean was like one of his worst like mistakes um and big sean went on the la leakers radio show and completely murdered a freestyle It was like a nine minute freestyle over multiple beats including hurricane by kanye love all by drake um say what you want about big sean but you cannot deny that he is a incredible MC like one of the best in the game the dude can rap better than so many people um, and when he you know can get out of his own way like conceptually as far as albums go sometimes when he can get out of that space and just really sit down and just spit he kills it and he did that on the LA Leaguers Freestyle so you definitely need to check that out um Tim's, who you know a lot of you may have first um heard of through her song with WizKid, or maybe on the song Fountains off Certified Lover Boy. Uh sh- she dropped her own EP shortly after that, but now she has a tiny desk performance that you definitely should check out. If you don't know what tiny desk is, um NPR typically um, before the pandemic would invite artists into their offices, the n p r offices, and they would do an intimate performance, like maybe three to five songs for the employees um, It was really dope artists would perform you know different versions of songs or or perform new music it 's a really cool way to get to know an artist um since the pandemic the artists have been doing tiny desk performances from their home or from their like home studios or whatnot and so tim's did one it's dope you need to check that out some music videos need to check out snow allegra dropped a music video for neon peach her song with tyler the creator from her album temporary highs in the violet skies dope album dope song dope video check that out Drake dropped off a music video for the song Knife Talk off Certified Lover Boy with 21 Savage. And this I think single-handedly might be the weirdest Drake video I have ever seen and I have yet to decide if that is a good thing or a bad thing. What is decided is that you should watch the video because it is it is hilarious and it's just so weird that I don't know if it's like an artistic good weird or if it's just like no this is a horrible decision weird. But check it out regardless. Silk Sonic dropped off a new song and music video for the song "Smoking Out the Window," the latest single from "An Evening with Silk Sonic," which is set to drop next week. Um, This song is good. Like it's got the same type of energy as "Leave the Door Open." Um, A little bit more like, like exciting kinetic energy. "Leave the Door Open" is a little bit more slow R and B, but this this song has the same kind of vibe and the music video they've been killing it with the music videos the 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 characters of bruno mars and anderson Park and their chemistry together is so good and the way that they they really just act out in these music videos is really really hilarious and they definitely did it again on this one so definitely check that out uh alicia keys dropped off a new music video for her latest song best of me Ferg, formerly known as ASAP Ferg, I mean he's still ASAP Ferg, but when he's with, uh, I'm I'm gonna get to this in the rumor million announcements, but when he's performing with Rock Nation, he's just Ferg. He dropped off a new music video and song called Green Juice, uh, produced by the Neptunes. Um, he's he's taking a new direction with his some of his solo work, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Travis Scott dropped off some new songs, Escape Plan and Mafia. Um unfortunately, um that's you know these songs will not be the headlines uh related to Travis Scott after the incident that happened at his Astro festival this past weekend um but he did drop off some new songs Escape Plan Mafia featuring J Cole I think there's also a music video for Escape Plan Saba dropped off a new single called Fearmonger and it features I'm not sure how to say this guy's name but I think it's Dioud Dowd, I'm gonna go with. um But it's a dope song. He's dropping off a new album. I'm very excited for that because Care for Me was one of the best songs, or sorry, best albums of like 2017, or was it 2018? Ooh, I wanna say 20. My mind says 2017, but I feel like it could have been 2018 as well. Either way, Saba's about to shut it down. That's such an artistic dude and a great rapper, and I'm excited for his new project. Rumor mill in the announcements. As I mentioned, ASAP Ferg joined Rock Nation. Now apparently he's still in ASAP Mob, but when he's doing solo work, he's dropping the ASAP and he's just Ferg. When he's doing work with ASAP Mob, he's ASAP Ferg. So a little confusing, but um he dropped off his new song with the Neptunes. Seems like he wants to kinda let Rock Nation guide his career a little, and I think that's smart, so shout out to him uh asap rocky's debut mixtape live love asap is now available on streaming um for the first time ever so i'm sure a lot of you have it on like cd or you downloaded it from dat piff so it's already in your library but just in case you don't you can get it on all the streaming services take care uh the classic album by drake becomes the third rap album to spend 450 plus weeks on the billboard 200 uh eminem's curtain call spent 550 uh kendrick's good kid mad city 468 um so shout out to take care for still being on the billboard 200 charts that's kind of insane um another drake album certified lover boy became the first rap album this year to spend five weeks at number one um so it lost the number one for like maybe a week or two um because i think nba YoungBoy dropped a project that ended up going number one i think it was his sincerely sincerely control album but then drake got back to number one and now he's the first album this year rap album to have five weeks also shout out to the kanye west's donda album officially hit a billion streams on spotify um anderson pox starts his own label ape shit inc Um, and he wants to focus on artists who also play their own instruments. So I think that's a very interesting path and a very, um, interesting, um, kind of goal. It'll be interesting to see what, what artists he signs. Um, HBO announced the release dates of a new DMX doc called DMX. Don't try to understand, uh, November 25th and juice world's, into the Abyss documentary set to release uh, December 16th on HBO. This is part of their new Music Box series, um, which will also feature documentaries on Alanis Morissette and Kenny G. Speaking of Juice World, uh, he received 50 new posthumous certifications. Um, some of the ones that you might recognize, uh, Lucid Dreams is now nine times platinum Um, his legends never die posthumous album, uh, is now, uh, two times platinum, uh, let me see black and white, three times platinum. Like he got 50 total new certifications. So shout out to him. And that really speaks to the impact of his music, um, especially after he passed, um Jay-Z and L Cool J officially were officially inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last week, so shout out to them. Jay-Z had people like Barack Obama, LeBron James, um a number of crazy uh influential people like kinda leave a like video message for him. So that was pretty dope. Shout out to Jay-Z and L Cool J. Um Eminem has been um the subject of many memes for uh, his tribute to L Cool J. Um, Look that up on YouTube. Uh, The Fuji's tour has officially been postponed until next year. Uh, They said they wanted to postpone it until more cities were fully open and more fans could enjoy the tour. So whoever had the Fuji's tour not actually starting when it said it would on their bingo sheet, you get to mark that off uh already mentioned that big sean is officially independent after leaving good music amicably but after what kanye said we'll see if that stays that way alicia keys announced her a studio album keys it's a double album side a of the album includes the original versions of songs with like laid-back piano vibes side b is the unlocked versions which has upbeat drums uh kind of more turned up vibes um and mike will made it helped produce some of the songs from side b so excited to to see what that new album's about um earth gang announced a new album ghetto gods releasing january 28th very excited for new earth gang music saba announced his new album few good things no release date yet but i would say it's probably going to drop first quarter next year um and the i did have here that the Astro World Festival is streaming live on Apple Music as you know or uh, you might not know actually um Travis Scott's Astro World Festival um was supposed to be Friday and Saturday uh they held the one Friday was streaming live on Apple Music um a bunch of people died because of like people bum rushing the stage poor planning or bum rushing like in the crowd people had like Cardiac went into cardiac arrest um it was poor planning by the by the festival's part. you know there's a video on social media of like hundreds of people just bum rushing through the security checkpoint so it it was a disaster um and literally people lost their lives so they canceled the Saturday performance um and that's that's gonna be. That's gonna be a tough one um for Travis and all the people who put this put this together because it, that just really shouldn't happen if you're if you're really taking care of your business like this should have been planned out better, and um they're gonna to have to answer for that um so let's jump into the upcoming and recently released albums um's been a while since the last episode, so I want to mention. Uh, a few albums that released, you know, like almost a month ago at this point. But Maxo Cream's Way to the World album dropped on October 15th. Young Thug's Punk album also on October 15th. Uh, Magic Jordan's Wildest Dreams album dropped on October 22nd. I was really messing with that one. It was nice vibes, but that's that's Magic Jordan for you. That's what they're, that's what they're good for. Wale dropped off "Full Fularn 2 on the 22nd. I thought that was a solid project. Nothing like earth shattering, but you know, Wale is always good, you know, for an album. So, um, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, it was good to hear Wale, you know, rapping how we know he can rap and sounding like he's in a relatively good place. Um, I mentioned ASAP Rockies Live Love ASAP mixtape I was on streaming services October 29th. Big Sean and Hitboy dropped off the EP called What You Expect on the 29th. Megan Thee Stallion dropped off something for the hotties. It's a mixtape of like unreleased stuff, kind of demos, stuff like that. Mick Jenkins dropped off his Elephant in the Room album on the 29th. I haven't listened to this yet, but I'm very excited for it. Um, Reason dropped off a little EP called No More No Less Demo 1. Um, the harder they fall soundtrack uh, for the Netflix movie with Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, uh, Regina King that dropped on the twenty ninth. It's got two verses from Jay Z. Lauren Hill's got a verse, so definitely check that out. Um, just this past Friday, Summer Walker released Still Over It, her sophomore album. I think it's her sophomore. Um, I listened to it twice now. I think it's a good album, but I also don't think it's like inventive, like all of the songs on this album sounded like they could have been on the first album over it and, and kind of vice versa. It doesn't have as many like obvious hits as the first one. Cause she had come through, you know, remixing the Usher song. But like, this one is a lot more like from a toxic place. Like she's just like, it's, it's clearly about London on the track. And like, she says his name multiple times and it's like from a place I heard, the 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 entire album and it's you know it's it's good like she she's a she's a good singer. Um she knows how to tap into those emotions that a lot of people can relate to but at the same time um she didn't really evolve at all from the last album in my opinion. But I do think it's a good album, so check that out. Amine dropped off kinda like his another mixtape Um, He usually drops off like a 0.5 album in between releases, so he dropped off 2.5. Terrace Martin dropped off his album Drones also, um, which features a new verse from Kendrick. Uh, Next Friday, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson .Paak will be releasing their album In Evening with Silk Sonic. December 10th, um, Alicia Keys will be dropping off her Keys double album, and Rick Ross will be releasing Richer Than I've Ever Been. So that is it for the Press Play segment. Like I mentioned, uh, get all of the links to everything I just talked about in the podcast newsletter. I'm going to take a short break, and then I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. So, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, it is Hip Hop History Month. Um, at the end of July, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed a resolution that recognizes August 11th as Hip Hop Celebration Day, August as Hip Hop Recognition Month, and November as Hip Hop History Month. Um, a little unclear what the difference between Hip Hop Recognition and I mean, I guess I get it. Like August is just the month that they're going to recognize hip hop and November is the month that you talk specifically about its history. All right. Anyway, these are the first ever resolutions that recognize hip hop as a whole. So to start the final season, I'm going to celebrate hip hop history month with four episodes released each Sunday in November, one for each decade or not each one for four decades in hip hop's history the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Now, these won't be all-encompassing episodes that discuss every single aspect of each decade. That would take an incredible amount of time, multiple episodes. But rather, I just want to highlight some of the most important releases, happenings, um, just important like inventions, just like some of the stuff that I think is the most important that happened in each decade that helped define and shape hip-hop i can't mention every single artist that did something revolutionary or pioneered something but the ones that you know had the biggest impact i do want to mention so the 70s um as i mentioned august 11th 1973 is credited as um hip-hop's you know kind of founding day and that's why the senate Past August 11th as Hip Hop Celebration Day. Most of you probably know the story about how hip hop began and who the main players were. Around 1973, DJ Cool Herc is credited with creating hip hop, which was at the time like DJing breaks into the percussion of music for MCs to rhyme over. So he's got a bunch of like, you know, he's got turntables with different records. And so he's kind of like, you know, spinning on the turntables and like DJing different like points for the music to kind of like break up, you know, kind of the rhythm of what it's doing for people to spit over or for people to dance to. Most of this music wasn't even really being recorded yet. It was just being performed. DJs like Grandmaster Flash and Jazzy J became well known for their innovative and revolutionary approaches. To cutting and scratching and the use of break beating. Uh, Grandmaster Flash specifically is known for inventing the art of scratching the record and using the turntable to manipulate the record. So Cool Hurt, DJ Cool Hurt, he had a high rise at 1520 Sedgwick in the Bronx and it became well known for hip-hop parties. And on August 11th, 1973, he specifically had a party and that is why that day is founded as uh, or is referred to as the day hip hop was founded. Um but you know in these parties he would DJ and he would isolate and loop the breaks of funk, soul and disco songs so people could dance, which is an important and important foundation in hip hop. Africa Bambado would also become popular for these parties. And this was kind of how funk, soul and disco genres influenced hip hop. And this was how, you know, those genres kind of began began to merge into hip hop because those genres became hip hop. DJs were taking funk, soul records and, you know, spinning them and, and like break beating with them and MCs would then rhyme over them or like people would dance to them and it kind of started to form hip hop culture. Um, as an extension of these other genres. So, you know, I just think that's really cool. So Cool Herc was the first to create hip hop music, but he also created the environment where MCs could begin to speak their minds over music. You know, hip hop and rapping arose because MCs wanted a space to talk about the struggles and experiences that were specific to them and the black community. In the 70s, there was plenty of that. You know, there was gang warfare, especially in the Bronx, um, where, like, I think in the South Bronx, there was warring gangs. Um, And the police were especially targeting black communities back then as well. So there was more than enough for rappers to rap about. You know, and the 70s were the pioneering era for hip-hop and the foundation of hip-hop culture. And it began to disseminate so quickly. You know, one uh, event was the New York City Blackout of 77. It saw lots of rioting and civil unrest. And there is speculation, although a lot of DJs dispute this, there is speculation that DJ equipment and music was stolen during the the blackouts. Like, people were rioting and they stole a bunch of DJ equipment. And this is kind of how hip-hop began to spread into new areas because people stole his DJ equipment and started, like, You know, DJing and emceeing and that's how hip-hop began to spread Now a lot of djs think this is just like a a silly tale But there's a lot of people who actually believe it. Like I think there was a An artist from the 70s I don't remember Who it was but there's one who like actually claimed that he like Got he got like some dj equipment during the riots and that's how he started doing hip-hop. So who knows what what's actually true but I think even if it's not true, the story of it speaks to the need for people, uh, the need for people to explain hip hop's rise because of its impact. Like, you know, a story like that doesn't just pop up for no reason. It's because hip hop was doing big things and people wanted to get in on it. And, you know, they wanted to, you know, explain why it was moving so quickly and spreading so, so fast. Um, Personally, I love the 70s decade because it's full of innovation. It's full of pioneers. It's full of firsts. Um, Sugar Hill Gang delivered the first hip-hop radio hit with Rapper's Delight. And Rapper's Delight spawned so many parts of hip-hop culture like off of one song. It's kind of crazy. So it's a song that is Now in the Grammy Hall of Fame, it's embedded in the culture. It reached the top 40 charts in 1979, peaking as high as number 36 on the charts. And I also think that the song was the epitome of what hip hop really was at the start. It was full of charisma. It was full of braggadocious. It was energy. You know, it was storytelling. And, you know, all of that was kind of packed into this song and, you know, hip-hop back in the day like like artists like curtis blowing them this is the type of hip-hop they were making they were just telling stories on wax you know what i mean like actual wax um and i think rappers delight um you know was super like the beat because of the sample you know was super catchy and so that caught your ear and so it's it's no surprise that this was the first hip-hop radio hit now Rapper's Delight was also the first song first mainstream hip hop song to use a sample. Um, it interpolates Good times by chic and this move brought forth the first hip hop copyright <laughs> infringement lawsuit because now Rogers and Bernard Edwards, who were in the group chic, they sued Sugar Hill Records until they settled and were credited as songwriters um, because of the sample. Um, this song had one of the first instances of biting flows and lyrics because there was a rapper Grandmaster Kaz and actually Grandmaster Kaz might be the one who I think said that he got DJ equipment during the blackout. I think it was him, but he accused Big Bank Hank, who's a member of Sugar Hill Gang. He accused him of stealing, of like using the rhymes from his rhyme book in the song uh, Rapper's Delight. Um, this is one of the first discussions of inauthenticity in hip-hop um and this is like a this isn't just like a a claim that you know hasn't been refuted like i I think he has like i think it's just well known that that's what happened um so rapper's delight you know besides being one of the most like the first commercial hip-hop song you know, saw the first copyright infringement lawsuit, the the first, I guess you could call it ghostwriting, even though he didn't write it for him. Like so many things that are just a part of hip hop culture now, you know, sampling and all of that. Um, this song kind of did all of that. So it's a very special song in the culture. It's, it's iconic, literally. Um, Before Curtis Blow became one of the biggest rappers of that time, he became the first rapper to sign to a major label deal in 1979. Under that label, he released the song Christmas Rappin', which sold over 400,000 copies, making it one of the first commercially successful hip-hop singles. Um, And like Curtis Blow, there were lots of artists and groups that became prevalent in the 70s, but really made their name and their mark in the 80s. Like, grandmaster flash and the furious five um actually cowboy um a member of the furious five is credited with naming hip-hop and then there's africa bambada like all of these artists technically started in the 70s but like their best work and their best influence was in the 80s but i mentioned africa bambada in 1977 he formed the first hip-hop organization the zulu nation the zulu nation was a group that rose from reformed bronx gangs and and africa bambada brought you know different street artists and rappers and dancers and mcs into the group and they helped hip-hop spread even more because they hosted events where emceeing, DJing, breaking, writing were all showcased, and those are all main elements of hip-hop's foundation. And they became a safe space for hip-hop, these events. You know, Soul Train started in the 70s, and that's a show that featured performances of black music in general, hip-hop and R&B included. Um, I think, you know, you know, I've, a lot of time when when old-school hip-hop is talked about, I feel like people are usually making fun of it because of the way that they rapped and the way that they talked. But when you really think about the foundation of what hip hop and, and a lot of popular music is now, you can really trace it back to the things that these artists in the seventies did. Um I think a good show to watch, I hope it's still on Netflix, I might actually rewatch it, is the Get Down. The Get Down got cancelled after two seasons. But it was a really solid show that painted a nice picture that really showed the rise of hip hop in the Bronx. Um, so I think I would definitely advise you to watch two seasons of The Get Down on Netflix because it really it really tells this story that I just that I just told to you, like about the, the start of hip hop. And it does it in a really dope way. Um, there were other groups that made music during the 70s. But when you you when you ask somebody about the seventies and who the main players were, they're gonna say DJ Cool Herc, they're gonna say Grandmaster Flash, they're gonna say Africa Bambaataa, and they're gonna say Sugar Hill Gang. Like they defined the seventies and they defined hip hop. You know, the seventies is where it all started, but the eighties is when hip hop really accelerated in innovation and in growth so i'm gonna talk about that uh in next week's episode a lot to get to in the 80s a lot of dope stuff happened in the 80s um and literally and figuratively um but yeah that's it for the 70s there wasn't too much you know hip-hop really started in 1973 and then it's kind of a slow burn like before like around 79 and into the 80s where things really picked up but those are the main players. Um, and that's you know, kind of my short um version of hip hop's founding in the 70s, in the 70s decade. Um So yeah, check out uh Sugar Hill Gang Rapper's Delight. If you haven't heard it, you know, if you've seen Kangaroo Jack, you heard this song. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a classic song, it's iconic. Um And then of course, look into, um, Africa Bambata and Grandmaster Flash. We're going to get into more of like the actual music that they made, I think in the eighties, but yeah, that is, that is the seventies hip hop history. So that is it for the dig Deeper segment. And for this week's episode, I'm excited to be back with you all. Um, you know, I took a few weeks because, you know, obviously I had to you know, figure things out and figure out what the the final season of this uh, show that I've been working on for the past seven years would look like. And I think I've got some good stuff happening. I'm very happy and excited with how the final season is going to play out. Um, So I'm just going to take it an episode at a time and enjoy Thinking Outside the Boombox. And I hope that you do the same um you already know where you can find me twitter facebook instagram at totb the podcast uh subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts um thinking outside the is the um is the website a lot of dope stuff on there i will be back next week where i will be discussing the 80s in hip-hop history excited for that Um, It's getting real. The 90s and the 1000s is going to be insane. I'm definitely not going to be able to talk about everything, but I'm going to try and hit the important stuff. But this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip hop and R&B news. Welcome to the final season. Peace.